This reminds me of my first experience in radio it was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everyone. You're listening to Breaking Waves with Alex Healy and Ollie Shelbourne. Yeah, it's just us tonight. And as much as we'll be missing Seth, we will not be missing his lame jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's show is all about how to get through winter. So, whether you're driving home from work, you're cooking dinner, or you're on a walk, strap in because today's show is going to be a good one. From cute date ideas in Sydney to the winter must-haves to the hustles that are making Aussies extra coin on the side. As well as great solo activities and events around Sydney and a debate on whether it's better to live or work whilst you're young. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So as the seasons change, the days get shorter and the weather obviously is getting colder, it's normal for these changes to really have an effect on your mental health. Winter can feel somewhat lonely and triggering for some, especially people who suffer from seasonal depression. I mean, it's a real thing and it gets triggered during changes of seasons so in the summer spring you're outside you're always in nature it's hot but then winter yeah that's when it's true and if you guys can relate you're not alone there are all sorts of reasons you may find this time of year difficult and it is okay to feel this way I mean, you don't have to have seasonal affective disorder to relate to this. No. Yeah. So Alex and I, we've come up with six great activities that you can do either solo or with friends in Sydney this winter to help beat those winter blues. Firstly, the Bondi Festival. So it runs from the 30th of June to the 16th of July. And they have an outdoor ice skating rink, mm. uh, comedy, theatre, Ferris wheel, music shows and so much yummy yeah, food. Yeah, the food there's great. Um, you can also, if you want, train for a marathon or a running race. I know the Sydney Surf happens at the end of August, so you can do this solo or get a group of friends together. Um, you know, get training, get yourself outdoors. Mm. Everyone knows that uh, exercise really helps your mental health um, and can help you from feeling lazy and sort of depressed during the winter if you get out, socialise with friends and keep exercising through those colder weeks. Yeah, or take yourself on a solo date to the Comedy Store in Moore Park. So they have comedy shows every week. And honestly, you can go whether you're by yourself mm. or with friends because you're going to get a good laugh either way. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing, I mean, not as exciting, but getting the flu shot. I got it this week um, and I think it's such a good idea to get to make sure you're healthy, make sure you can fight all those viruses and bacteria that are all around us during the winter time. It's so easy to get. You can um, go to any chemist, your local chemist. You can just basically, I think it's $15 to $25. Um, it's worth also checking out if your employer has um, healthcare vouchers that you can get a free flu shot because mm. they obviously want their workers to be healthy as well. So look into that, get your flu shot so that you know that when you're out and about this winter, you're you're healthy and you're not going to be getting caught up with any viruses or sicknesses because that's just the worst. And now is the perfect time to get it. Exactly. I would say three months ago, no, <laughs> maybe two months ago, no, but now, perfect. It'll last you all the way through winter. Uh, Luna Park, that's a good one. Yes, it is. And for just $10, which is a pretty cheap cheap date, date out, uh, you can spend a few hours on a cold, rainy day racing around Coney Island, which is that awesome indoor, fun sort of arcade. <laughs> you can go up and down the slides as many times as you want. Um, it's a pretty good date spot as well to work off all those winter carbs. Um, you can get a good couple pick at the Luna Park entrance. Um, you know, Luna Park's always such a good time, and who doesn't love that awesome backdrop of Sydney Harbour? Um, regardless of the weather, that's a pretty impressive, mm. impressive view. Another one, 
skydiving. Yeah, I don't this, get this. This is, no. seems a bit scary. So you can do this, I would say, solo or with a friend. Either mm-hmm. way, you're always going to be with someone because you don't jump <laughs> oh, out of the plane alone unless you want to. <laughs> this is called tandem Tandem you have skydiving. An, ex- an expert behind you, don't you? Yeah, exactly. No, no, just just a beginner. And you've done it before? <laughs> I have, I have. Um, fourteen thousand feet when I was eighteen. Oh my god! I remember none of my friends wanted to do it, and I so I posted it on on my story on Instagram, and only three people out of hundreds of people who saw it responded, and like two of them I was not going to do it with. But then this <laughs> other guy, some random guy at the gym who I did work experience with, and I used, to, and he was like, "Let's do it." And so it was the scariest experience of my entire life. You know, when you're falling in a dream and then you realize, oh my God, thank God I was, I'm asleep. And like, it's so windy, the wind in your face as well. You wouldn't even be able to like notice. No, I closed my eyes the entire time. Oh my God. It was terrifying. Um, Guess the highest skydive in history. Well, you just said yours was 14,000 feet. So I feel like you can't go much higher than that. So I'm going to go with 20,000. 20,000 feet. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alan... Utis, I'm sorry if I bot- butched that, but he. <laughs> Alan, jumped. if you're listening, we <laughs> he jumped from 135,889 feet no. from the International Space Station. Oh my god! Yep, his descent lasted four minutes and 27 seconds. Keep in mind that when you do oh any god. skydiving in out of Sydney, mm. you or it's always a 60 second free fall. Right. This. The speed that he went at was 1,322 kilometers. Jesus Christ. And so scary. The scariest thing was the video. Watching it, he was just horizontal. Literally, you could see Earth and he was just horizontal (laughs) and then he just dropped. (laughs) Oh my God. Good job, Alan. That is very impressive. Those were the best solo activities in Sydney this winter. Now for the best date ideas. Yeah, now despite it being the coldest few months of the year, you can definitely warm your heart with some fun romantic winter dates. Studies have actually shown that winter is the best time to date because everyone's a bit colder, everyone needs a cuddle buddy, <laughs> um, everyone's feeling a bit down and wants to you know, get out and date. So we thought it was our civil service duty here at Eastside to provide you guys with some winter recommendations. So whether it's for something to do with your wife for 56 years or the person you last, ma- last matched with on Tinder, here are some fun and romantic ways of beating the winter blues. Alex, kick us off. One of my favorites, Greys and Grace. They're a small business Mm -hmm. and they're local within Sydney. They offer luxury picnic experiences. It is the perfect opportunity to surprise your partner, family member, friend, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But once you book, they take care of everything. They set up a little table with platters, food, drinks, music, flowers, lights. It is amazing. And then because it's winter, you're going to be cold, but they offer these warm blankets and cushions. Oh, so it's nice and cozy. It is so, oh, it's so nice. But um, they have six locations. So they have Mrs. McCrory's chair. Oh, yeah. Uh, Botanic Gardens. Nice. Lavender Bay Absor- Observatory Hill. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a nice Blues Point and Curabilly, my favourite. So all of them are really nice, like views, oh, really nice wow. spots in Sydney. You can do it in the daytime or sunset. It mm-hmm. is so nice. Oh, they also do um, scenic private cruises on a luxury vessel. Cocktail making class Jesus. with like just the two of you. They offer, they like provide all the drinks and. That sounds very yeah, fun. It is very romantic. Definitely. Um, another one is whale watching. Now you might not think that sounds very romantic, mm. but going out. Um, obviously right now is whale season. You'll see the humpbacks up and down the coast from April to October. There's been so many whale sightings in Sydney Harbour the past couple of weeks. So you can go out from Manly Wharf or from Darling Harbour as well. You can hop on one of these whale watching boats. They go out past the heads. You can see the humpbacks splashing around. 
um, it's such a beautiful day. Uh, even if you don't see the whales, the boat ride itself is fun because you're obviously out in the boat at Sydney Harbour and they have a guarantee that if you don't see the whales, they give you a free pass for next time. So uh-huh. that's a fun activity. Go see some whales, get out in the sun, uh, all the rain. You're going to have a good time. You're going to meet some people on the boat as well. And yeah, who doesn't love a bit of a trip on Sydney Harbour? That's fun. Have you done it before? I've done it multiple times. It's so good. And really? there's, there's nothing more exciting than like, because you obviously can't see the whales under the water. So you're just sort of sitting on the boat. Everyone's looking around and then like you hear this huge noise and you look to your right (gasps) and there's a whale coming up and there's sometimes you see the baby whales as well. And you just sort of get this sense of, wow, we like, we're just humans in a really like massive world. Like these whales are humongous and they're just like, we're just watching them. Like we're nothing to them sort of thing, but they're like amazing. So it's very cool. And I definitely recommend doing that. Did you find it freaky that they could be under the boat and you have no idea? Like you don't know what's down there. Yeah, a little bit. There's also heaps of footage from whale watching boats, I think overseas where like a whale has like come up (gasps) and landed on like another boat because obviously it doesn't know where we are. And like the boat just like smashed and the people have been in the water. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But, um, even if it did, you have a pretty good story to tell. Yeah. If you, if you live, (laughs) (laughs) another one is ice skating outdoors. I think it's such a nice idea Mm. because yeah, you can ice skate indoors. Macquarie. Yeah. Fun. But when it's outdoors and then it's dark and the stars and everything. So Macquarie, Macquarie, um, Darling Harbour has an outdoor skating rink right. from the 7th to the 17th of July. Nice. If that's too far for you, uh, then Chillfest Campbelltown oh, yeah. has an outdoor skating rink from the 30th of June to the 16th of July. Take awesome. your loved ones there. Another thing to do, especially on a rainy or cold day in Sydney, is to go check out some of our awesome museums and art galleries. I know that the uh, Museum of Contemporary Art is free. We've got the Australian Museum. There's so many cool art galleries around the city and around the suburbs as well that you can go. They've got heaps of fun, exciting exhibitions all the time. They're always changing. So, you know, you can go out for a lunch and then go to one of these art galleries and have a day of culture because I don't think people do that as much as we should. God, no. You can be a tourist in your own city. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's like, I feel like after high school and <laughs> the teachers forcing us to go to art galleries and museums every single term, we just don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that it's a bit of a punish, but I think there's some cool exhibitions that are coming as around, around winter as well. So have a look first. Obviously, don't go if it doesn't interest you, but mm. check it out. Smoke Barangaroo had never heard of this place before. Is it like a vaping shop or? <laughs> yeah. No. So the team at Smoke Brangaroo set up stunning igloos oh, on wow. their rooftop bar during winter with cozy blankets and panoramic views. The photos are amazing. So look like up. right on, you got the whole of Baranga view to oh. look at. Baranga view, yeah. Baranga no, view. <laughs> no, just like it's it's beautiful. They have flowers and they have a little table and it's this massive igloo and then, you, yeah, you can see all the views. Oh, it's so... Very romantic. Nice. Uh, I think also Pier 1 in Sydney, which is in Walsh Bay, has like you can get private igloos with a hot tub for, um, you know, dining and stuff. Yeah, you'll find me there. It's awesome. Um, the, and the other thing, which is a bit of a weird one, but I think it's kind of romantic, is going on a ghost tour. There's You can do them at the oh. Q station or at the Rocks. Winter's a good time to sort of, you know, it's dark, it's cold, it's a bit spooky. Book a ghost tour. Um, they're like two and a half hours, I think. Um, pretty exciting. Pretty scary. I've been on a couple before. A couple? Wait, where? At the Q station. Wait, Pete, that, you know, that's in a core hotel. You can actually stay there for the night. A what? Yeah, so no, a core. It's a hotel chain. And one of their hotels is the Q station. So wait, you can... You can see. I don't, I feel it looks like, horrible. I feel like after you've been on a ghost tour, you would not want to stay exactly at the same place right. where you're... Exactly why I'm oh. shocked that they offer a ghost yeah. tour. I mean, for, for thrill seekers. Yeah. People, I mean, you don't even have to believe in ghosts. I mean, I don't really believe in ghosts, but I still found it like 
entertaining. It was a little bit scary. It's fun God. just get it. And plus, when you're a bit scared, you always like want a bit of a hug, so a bit of a cuddle to keep you. Know. So I think that the it's definitely a nice little date idea. Um, just don't get too spooked out. Maybe if you're scared of that kind of stuff, pack some nappies because we don't want to <laughs> yourself. This is a disclaimer warning for our first song, "See You Again" by Tyler the Creator, featuring Kaliuchi. Okay, 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 okay. You live in my dream state. winter must-haves and we realized mm-hmm. there are some things you actually can't live without during winter so we have picked each top, top three, three. Yep. Uh, my first heated blanket mm-hmm. if you want an affordable option for a heated blanket big w 39 dollars. i don't know if that's any good but it's cheap ex- exactly or david jones their quality range goes from 130 to 250 and you can turn it on from your oh, phone. So like you can like have it like you can have your yeah. bed warmed up ready for you when you get home. Exactly. That's and sick. you can if you just want your legs to be warm <laughs> or you just want like the bottom left side of your bed to like be warm. Fully like customized. Yeah. It. That's cool. So good. <laughs> um another really cheap alternative to that would be a hot water bottle. I always sort of sleep with a hot water bottle in the winter. You can snuggle up to it, keep you nice and warm. Mm. Um really? they're cool. 
you got to be careful with those. Yeah. There have been like some cases of the water bottles opening and then people getting third degree burns yeah. because you obviously... You obviously want to get kettle. a good quality one because I think some of those cheaper ones with the bad plastic are where people go wrong. Oh, yeah. No, don't recommend. Um, Ugg boots. Mm. Next. Uh, they are pricey. Yeah. So you can af- you can find affordable ones at uh, City Beach and Cotton On. Mm-hmm. Um, another winter must-have, I think, is porridge. <laughs> it might sound a bit weird, you know, the Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but it's the best way to start the day in the winter. It's cheap. It fills you up. You can add all sorts of different toppings, fruits, so it's healthy. The benefits of porridge include, like, lower blood sugar, cholesterol levels, protection against skin irritation, and reduced constipation. Also, <laughs> it tastes really good, and it will fill you up for, like, the whole day, the whole morning, because um, it's a really nice, hearty meal. So I always start the morning with a porridge in the colder months. Yeah, okay, Goldilocks. Next is an Udi. What's an Udi? What? I haven't heard of an Udi. An Udi, they are basically an oversized wearable blanket. Right. Uh, they have flannel fleece exterior, uh-huh. so soft, and Sherpa fleece interior with giant pockets. Great for storing snacks. So it's like a blanket. But it's wearable. That's and cool. it's extremely comfy and so warm. An but it gets Udi. really hot though. So you can like only wear it in <laughs> the colder months. Winter, winter, winter. Perfect for winter. Um, The last one, I think, is chapstick or lip balm. You need to make sure those lips are nice and plump and moisturized in the winter months. Um, <laughs> so they don't crack. <laughs> yeah, and because lips don't actually have the same oil glands as the rest of your body. So they're glands. just... <laughs> glands, glands, whatever. They're more prone to dryness and irritation. So making, you know, lip balm or a cream, whatever you want to use, a must have in the winter to keep them moisturized and avoid those cracked lips. What lip balm do you wear? It's um the red purple cream ointment. <gasps> same! You can get it in a oh, top no, or you can just get in a little thing. But I know people that have like watermelon flavored lip balm. You can get stuff that makes it yeah. a bit glossy but as we said before if you're going to be going on these winter dates you're going to want to make sure your lips are nice and juicy um for those little smooches you might get after (laughs) (laughs) moving on to a more serious note with high inflation and stagnant wage growth contributing to the current cost of living crisis (laughs) uh now more than ever Aussies are launching side hustles to make extra cash. Everyone's doing it. And we have found six effective side hustles that you can do yourself to make that extra coin on the side. Uh, first one I found was Swimply. Mm-hmm. Swimply. It's a platform that allows you to rent out your backyard, specifically your pool, or if you're in Moss Bend, your tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb as well. Talking about renting out, I know so many people who have got spare rooms or a granny flat out the back of the garden who are renting that out to students or, you know, people needing like temporary accommodation, making some extra coin and using something that they've got that isn't getting to use otherwise. So it's mm. win-win. Next is Madpaw. It's an Australian pet sitting platform. If you'd like to become a dog walker or if you work from home, and you have free time, mm. either as main income or as a side hustle, sign up to Madpoor. You can work from home, choose your schedule and set your prices. If you know you live in a neighborhood where there are lots of dogs, yeah. sign up. They can contact you. and Everyone loves walking a dog as well. Yeah. It seems like a pretty good way of making some money. <laughs> an extra, what, is like $20 yeah. for an hour? And you get a walk as well, mental exactly. health. And if you sign up and then you walk a bunch of dogs, like five dogs... For an hour, boom. That's, that, that's the trick. That's good. That's the trick. Do it all at once. Um, another easy way to make some extra money is to have a winter clean through. Have a massive clean out of your house, see what clothes, furniture or things you don't need anymore and sell them. There are so many secondhand and clothes markets out there at the moment and you can give your new items a new home and also take home some extra cash as well. 
Another is Airtasker. Now, this is actually really handy. I've used it before. Airtasker enables users to outsource people for everyday tasks. So users describe the task mm. that they need done. Well, they that's indicate when you the budget. Your, that's when you need to get your tire fixed. Yeah, you got ex- Airtasker. Exactly. <laughs> indicate a budget. Um, and then people in that community will bid for that task. So if you need to move a couch... Don't worry about hiring a truck or getting a removalist. Put it on Airtasker and then people will contact you. Right. So I could be in bed hungover and I need someone to make me a coffee and they come over and make me a coffee? Yeah, because you're so lazy. You need a servant. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also be a delivery food driver on the side. And I know so many people who are doing this more um, more and more. So the average salary for a delivery driver is $29.39 per hour, which is pretty good. Way higher than the mm. um lowest, you know income in Sydney. So if you've got a bit of spare time on the side, you can pop a podcast on, pop some music on and drive around delivering people's food. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty I mean, good gig. the minimum salary for most hospitality jobs, waitressing, whatever is like 21. Yeah. So basically. 29 sounds pretty good. And you, to, and you don't have to deal with angry customers all the time. You basically, basically just buy yourself. For exactly. Most of it. This one I found really interesting because if you're an artist, I thought you had to be known you have mm. to be famous to be able to sell your paintings Not for a good more. price however you can sell your art online like the emergence of digital platforms makes it easier than ever to sell artwork you can sell on etsy ebay there's this place called blue thumb which connects more than twenty thousand australian artists I mean, buyers. it's rare that you'd be successful but it's worth a shot if you if you can be really interesting story about this actually a few years ago an australian artist geordie cowicks was selling paintings he made out of his makeshift studio for $200 a pop on Instagram. Wow. The 39-year-old self-taught artist first started painting in 2016 after his wife, who is academically trained, suggested it. On Friday, in March 2022, Geordie's phone was going off. People were messaging him from across the art world because he had just sold a painting for nearly half a million dollars. What? He had just made that. $500,000. He just made that himself. Self-taught artist. Gee. Just chucked some paint. I'm kidding. It's more than that, but... But, like, I'm on my way to go get some paint on my way home from this. If I can make $500,000, that'd be awesome. I also saw another guy. He's an Aussie guy. He's about our age. He had a bit of a side hustle. He was on a night out a couple of years ago um, in an Uber, and his phone died. Mm. Happens to all of us. So relatable. And he thought, you know what? My phone keeps dying on nights out. I'm not going to bring out a huge cord and a portable charger with me everywhere. So he went home. He did a bit of research and figured out there was no small compactable charger that you can plug into your phone on the market. So he made he made this thing. He made this little zip zap, I think it's called, a little compactable portable charger because he realized that JB Hi-Fi and Officeworks weren't selling anything like it. Uh, and he earned $100,000 in the first six weeks. What? So, so is it just a tiny It's a tiny thing charger? you just plug in. You can put it in your pocket. You can put it anywhere and you just plug it into your phone if your phone runs out and you can just keep partying, keep going out. So it's so smart. It's called Zip Zap. Check him out. Um, 20 years old when he designed it. And yeah, very relatable. So if you have got an idea out there that you think this would be cool, go for it. You never know how successful you could be. I mean, you never know how much money you could be making on the site. And that's why all these platforms are here as well that we just listed. Yep. If you don't want to create your own site hustle, then join Airtasker, join Madport, yep. Airbnb, Sim- Swimply. There's so many things you can do to make some extra coin on the side, guys. Exactly. All right, let's get into a song now. Uh, this song is going to be featured on the upcoming Barbie movie, which is released in a couple of weeks. It's Dua Lipa with Dance Tonight, playing now on Eastside 89.7.
The debate. The debate is it better to work whilst you're young, mm-hmm. seeing that you can retire older, or live whilst you're young, going out, traveling, enjoying your life? It's all over social media. It's a decision that um, a lot of millennials struggle with. Inevitably, it comes down to the individual. Yeah. What you what you want. want exactly. And I think that the idea of a gap year, I want a gap year myself. The idea of traveling, the idea of sort of living whilst you're young is really, really appealing. I think you learn a lot whilst you travel. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the world. And I think those kind of skills you can't really get from sort of getting straight into the workforce at a young age. So I'm in the belief that, you know, go out there, experience the world. Um, we saw with COVID that like everyone was locked down. If I hadn't have had that year away in 2019 to go and travel and like see all these new places and meet all these new people and I had to, you know, go into work and then there was those two years of COVID lockdown, I think I'd be pretty depressed. You were lucky. When mm. I graduated in 2019, everyone who took a gap year and didn't go straight yeah. to uni was in lockdown for their first year out of school. I do think that people that do go and travel around and sort of live these fun lives, when they've hit 30 and they haven't got a stable career or like a stable income of you know money, yeah. they are a bit lost. So I think I can see the benefits of someone, you know, having career progression and working towards a goal within their career that by the time they are, do hit 30, they're already sort of set up for life. But I mean, traveling and partying while you're young is pretty fun as well. What are your thoughts, Alex? I'm a big believer in working whilst you're young so you can retire when you're older, even if you don't retire. Yeah. At a younger age, you can do everything right now. You can go out, you can party, you can drink, you can work, you can rock up to work hungover. You're not going to be able to do that when 
when you're when you're 60 you're not going to yeah. be i mean you can but it's going to be a lot harder that's why i say even if you don't end up retiring whilst you're young at least that you know you have the option yep. because you worked so hard all, the, all those you years built that foundation because people say you know you're only young once but you're older for a much longer <laughs> amount of time and because you worked whilst you were young you're in a more stable position now and then you have the money to travel and actually enjoy yourself. You yeah. can stay at those five-star hotels because you didn't take that Europe trip where you stayed in some... <laughs> Dingy tr- hostel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. And you always see those cute little old couples going around and like around the world adventures, enjoying their life because they have worked mm. hard to enjoy that. So, and, yeah. good on I'm, you. I know you can't figure out the future. Even young people who have a plan don't really know what's going to happen. But I think it's best to work hard so you're set up in case... <laughs> who hits the fans exactly. <laughs> one thing we can tell you about the future is that we'll be back the same time next week with Seth unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> that was us for this week you've been listening to Breaking Waves with Alex Healy and Ollie Shelbourne enjoy your week bye you're listening to People Powered Radio proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation the Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.